dollar short. Dollar short. <laughs> I feel like I'm whispering. Hello. I know. Well, we're we're in my house tonight. <laughs> Whole new environment. Uh, we're upstairs. We're not in the basement. Not in the basement. We're in the cozy living room. I did the mood lighting. It's beautiful. It's beautiful in here. I turned the gas fireplace off because I was sweating. It'd get smoked out. Yeah. It's smoked out. It's a gas fireplace. That's just, just like a country saying. <laughs> It'll run you out of there. Well, so the elephant in the room, <laughs> we're doing this. This is, this is going to cut. We're doing this on a Thursday. And we're going to put this on a Friday. I know you all woke up this morning and you were like, where's my Bible buffoons? I did make a uh, graphic though. Nice. I, I sat here this morning and I made a graphic that said like, sorry, <laughs> catch us tomorrow. There you go. Uh, so for those of you that are in, uh, I would say the whole state of Alabama. Southeast uh, in general. Mississippi, Mississippi. Yeah, it was bad. Um, Memphis. Rough day yesterday. A big storm day. Like schools closed, getting out early. We both were talking beforehand and we texted last night of like, we were going to have to gonna like, be one of them nights. Be one of those late nights watching uh, the weather channel to 3 a.m. on. If, if you're a mom or a dad in Alabama, you just know what's up. When, mm-hmm. when, when the storms are coming through, you just prepare for a long night. Take you a little nap during the day. And just get ready. Get and so ready. we did. I, I don't know how many tornadoes we actually had. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think it was a handful. Several, and some of them were big. Yes. Thankfully, none in our immediate area. Uh, no. They did hit Jefferson County. They yeah. did hit our county some. And then we watched James Spann, mm-hmm. 3340. The suspenders. You got to. We got to tag James Spann in this. Respect the polygon. You have to respect the polygon. And the suspenders. Uh, <laughs> and what we decided or what he decided and what the weather decided is it's going to move faster than they thought. Right. So at about eight or nine last night, he was like, he's like, this is our final wave. Yeah. There's no warnings. So I was like, I can go to bed early. I think I still feel, cause I took a nap. Yeah. (laughs) I think I was still up late, but you know what I did find? What's that? Two nights ago. Oh boy. Nothing to do with storms. Okay. Surfing the YouTubes on my TV. I'm not sitting here on my phone. I have a TV that has YouTube. As most smart TVs do. You're very, you're very grown up in that way. <laughs> <laughs> that I have a TV? That I'm not watching on my phone? That you're not watching YouTube on your phone? I found a new sport. Hala. No. Hala's dope, though. Curling. No. Not curling. Parkour. You're never... It's, it is close to parkour. Okay. Uh, uh, athletic running. Athletic jumping. It's close to that. This is basically... Um. I'll just quit guessing this and is, let you tell this me. Is a, this is a mix between dodgeball, tag. <gasps> competitive uh, tag? No, there's competitive tag. I've seen that. This is called. This is an Indian sport. Okay. Called uh, kabaddi. Okay. Kadabi? And you throw balls at people? You no, know, you tag people, but they get to tackle you if you don't get past a certain line. It is intense. Awesome. It is super. It's hard to find full games online, <laughs> but you can find highlights. People are just getting blown up. Yes. Amazing. But it's like seven on one. Oh, that's So terrible. you like cross their line and you got to tag them. And if you tag them, then they want to tackle you so you can't get past the midway point. Yeah. And if you get past the midway point, all those people that touched you are out. And you get ah. points. And then it like 
windows down and if they tickle you they get a point it's crazy but the crazy thing is that if you're on that side to tag them you have to hold your breath and say kabaddi 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 out loud in one breath which i don't know how they judge that because these guys seem like they're over there for a very long time and if you want to take a breath you have to go back to yes. your side yes and then if like and then if you cross a line if your foot crosses the line you get like two points but then they want to tackle you because they don't want you to get two points it's crazy. Guys hold hands kind of like Red Rover. It's it's intense. I will try to put a note out about it, and I'm probably saying it wrong. Kabaddi? Mary Beth, is that right? <laughs> All right. We have a guest. My wife in the kitchen being St. Mary Beth. Yes. And making the kids' lunches for tomorrow. St. Mary Beth of Bluff Park. St. Mary. <laughs> hey. Merch, guys. Merch is coming later. Oh, we will I can have, see it now. We will have a St. Mary Beth of Bluff Park, and she just holds PB and J's. St. Catherine of the Woodpile. Oh, St. <laughs> Catherine of the Wood. <sighs> yeah, she can hold an. It's way cooler than PB and J, sweetheart. We got we <laughs> we gotta get you something cooler than that. Um, but anyways, we are. This is. Oh, then I have another. We don't have any. Announcements: No new countries, no new states, no new like that. No new emails. A, we do have apologies though. But we, <laughs> I sat the other day, and I scrolled through our old ones, and at some point we forgot how to count. <laughs> now we can say we did this for superstition reasons. We've, you know, you know how like hotels don't have a thirteenth floor. We don't have a thirteenth podcast. <laughs> So I think we're still going to call this one 31. We're just going to keep it going. And then instead of making a big deal for our hundredth, we'll make a big deal for our one Oh one. There you go. I like that. We'll do that. We have to mental note. I'll, I'll totally forget. But so this is, this is the actual, the real episode 30, but it's really 31. And we can't celebrate our 52nd one year. We have to celebrate our 53rd. Oh man. Okay. I'm down. You got it. It's, Wow. Uh, man. Um, spring break week? Yes. I'm going to the beach tomorrow. We're going Sunday. Nice. Oh, so, okay. We have another apology. <laughs> this is the apology episode. Last week, we we dropped a little hint like, ooh, next week is going to be a special episode. Mm, this isn't special We're going to be on the road. Chris and I on Wednesday night were driving to Tuscaloosa. I think we told people that we got our first vaccine. Yes. We were driving to Tuscaloosa, supposed to tomorrow night to get our second vaccine. Last we, night. Last night. Yeah. Sorry. Wednesday night at 6.30 at night. Well, they canceled all this because Tuscaloosa did, did get got storms, a bunch yeah. of storms on the area. So thank goodness they canceled. Yeah. Well, we, got the, we got the email saying, now it's Saturday. So you had to postpone yours till yep. even ne- further next week. Next Tuesday, yeah. I'm still going Saturday at mm-hmm. 6.30 by myself. So we had planned to like podcast on the road mm-hmm. there and back, maybe even stop somewhere and eat and podcast there. Road we were going we to make it an on-site St. Patty's Day extravaganza Didn't happen. in Tuscaloosa. And now we are um, Thursday on my couch. Still good. Different Different couches. We're not sitting on the same couch. Yeah. But yeah, so sorry guys, this is not as fun. Uh, but I will tell you this, I am a little worried. Okay. And th- this just hit me last night. 
most people from what I've heard after their second vaccine shot feel a little poopy. That's a, that's a great medical, uh, Mary Beth, is that a medical word? <laughs> some, some people feel poopy after their second shot. A little bit poopy. Did you feel a little bit poopy after your second shot? Hey, hey, your first time on the pod. Here she is, and Samson. And her dog, Sam, Samson. This old buddy. So I thought, oh, well, if I get the podcast or the you know the vaccine on Wednesday, I have to preach this Sunday. I thought, oh, it's plenty of days that I'll if I feel poopy, I'll be I will be <laughs> over the poopiness. Not now. Now I'm getting it Saturday night. I may not feel that great on Sunday preaching. I think you should. You you know, uh, historically, you know, like in Bible times. The speaker would sit to present whatever message, and the audience would be standing. You should do a little flip flop. I don't Sunday. think that's gonna fly. You know, you people should, in our you church should, will be like, "Nope." You should pull up one of the big blue chairs and just have you a little sit. Well, down. that's how we started this. That's right. When we did our Wednesday night lives, was us in the blue chairs on stage, just sitting there. What if I did that and I put a blanket over me? Oh, and I had me a little table be with like some a tea. Little fireside chat with like, FDR. What is wrong with Justin? Like, he um he feels poopy. <laughs> because of the vaccine. Uh, he's okay. Well, I'm sure I'll make it. I hope so. I mean, you don't really have a choice. I mean, if I don't make it. What would happen? I have bigger issues. Well, it's more bigger issues with my health. Well, I think I've, church will be okay. <laughs> if I don't make it. Like you're dead? Or. Or you're real sick. Hanging on. Okay. Well. I think I'll be right. <laughs> I don't know what will happen. That has happened to me once. As a youth minister, where the preacher that Saturday night was like, I can't go tomorrow. Yeah. And I had to preach. Just pull, one, pull, church. pull one out of the file folder. and. Thankfully, you teach a Sunday morning class, a Sunday night get together, and a Wednesday night class. I teach, I used to teach. At three, least you used to. Three times a week. I was like, I can pull something together. Yeah. But we'll see. All right. The wife is gone. Good night. <laughs> um, but yeah. Well, we're here. It's gonna be good. Um, be a good Sunday. You'll be gone. We're we're we are heading to the beach as well, but we're heading Sunday afternoon. So if preach I preach st- and then hit the road. So if I do if I do feel poopy, I still have to drive to Florida. You're gonna have a great day. You're gonna feel great. Let's let's we let's hope. let's embrace that. So, the topic today, if you will, if you will, and of course you guys have already seen this, <laughs> um, the topic is I, I was thinking about your role here at church and, Ooh. We, and we talk a lot mm-hmm. about connections, mm. connections, ministers, staying together again in the middle of a pandemic. It's hard. Well, yeah. Um, but we're starting there to get back. We're starting, rolling it's, a it's little starting, bit. To, it's starting to feel good. But one thing that you have brought up to our church and a lot of churches have this. We just haven't had this. Yeah. Uh, um, I was going to say sanctioned. We haven't had this organized well. Is kind of like a quote unquote men's ministry. Yeah. We had a few ladies at church that mm-hmm. would do ladies nights. That would yep. they would do some conferences. Yep. They do some get-togethers, and we kind of didn't. It was very informal if we did. It would just be like me and you texting some guys, being like, "Hey, let's hang out. You yeah. get some pizza. You want to yeah. hang out? Yeah. Hey." Hey, the wives are doing something. Why don't we do something? Yeah. Um, but you have been really intentional about, we need some dude hangout. So yeah. even during the pandemic, we would be outside with a projector and watch a football game or yeah. something like that. And you're trying to do a crawfish or shrimp boil coming up soon. We have decided a low country boil. So it'll which be is, shrimp, which is all? shrimp, 
sausage, potatoes, yeah, yeah, all yeah. that good stuff. Corn, which corn. You, you don't like. Burled corn. You don't like. Correct. We, we had lunch the other day and you gave me your boiled corn and it was And you good. really liked it. It was very good. Um, but how many churches, and I think churches should be more focused on this. Mm-hmm. So this idea is that we try to focus in on men at church. We do this with teens. Right. We do this with younger kids. Right. We do this with females, college students. We kind of have this, but for some reason, men mm-hmm. are kind of left out. Right. Not at every church, but I would say more churches don't have a men's ministry than do. Yeah. Nowadays for sure. Yeah. And why is that? Mm. And that got me thinking about uh, the makeup the dynamic of a church and what is the percentage of churches that are more male? You would think it'd be 50, 50. Yeah. It's definitely not, but it's not, it's probably more like 60, 40 um, of more female than males. Mm -hmm. And as I did a little bit of research and kind of looking at this, it's kind of been a big issue for the past, maybe 10 years, 15 years, Mm. maybe go back more. Yeah. That it is a that, that churches are more female present heavy, mm. but in most churches, I would say in ninety nine percent of churches, they are all male led. Right, from ministers to deacons to ministry leaders yeah. to shepherds, elders, board, whatever you call them. Yeah, all those are basically male dominated roles. Yeah. So they are set up for males to lead, mm. but they are leading a primarily female, female congregation. And so that just got the question of wh- why, mm. why are men not engaging in the church? Mm. Why are they halfway gauging? Mm. Cause if you look at how many people teach Sunday school volunteer for this and this and this and that and that and this it, again, it's probably, 70, 30 female. Yeah. Um, it, and depending on the church, maybe even more dramatic. Yes. Yeah. And so I just want to have the conversation as we are two guys that work for a church and yeah. you are kind of being a little more, um, aware of that and focused on that. Yeah. Um, just what of our, your thoughts. And again, we'd love to hear your guys thoughts on this on what has made that switch and why do we think that's the case? Yeah. It's a good question. <laughs> it's a, it's a hard question. I think, um, you know, and it's looking back on my experience, you know, which is one, one lens that I have. Yeah. I don't remember any men's ministry in my lifetime, specific called out intentional men's ministry at any church, um, that I've been a part of. Um, do they have ladies ministry is what they call it? Yeah. But, you know, but, whether, you know, whether, had whether formal or right. informal, there were definitely specific called out intentional opportunities for women to get together, develop relationships, develop community, and then encourage one another to be involved, to be yeah. at church. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, just in, in kind of getting ready for this, but also just in the work that I've been doing at Homewood, yeah. you know, uh, in other traditions, um, and I guess what, what I was saying in that is I, I think this is even less common in the church of Christ, which is, which is our men's ministry yeah. like less common. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, I, I know that men's ministry really kind of had a heyday 
in the 90s. Okay. And there was Promise Keepers, and there was all this men's ministry work going on at different churches. But then you get into the 2000s, and for whatever reason, it really fizzled out. And I think there there are several reasons for that. Um, but I just I just call it like I see it. <laughs> um, if we want men to be the ones who are rallying their families on Sunday mornings to get to church, they have to have community there. Yeah. I think that, that that's the biggest gap. I think that's what, you know, we're, we, we're going to flesh this out and, and talk about it more, but it's like, um, men need brotherhood. People need that. People need community. People need belonging. People mm-hmm. need people that care about them. But I'm telling you, if a guy doesn't have two or three really good buddies mm-hmm. that are going to know if he's not around. And say, hey, man, where you been? And say, where are you? Yeah. Where, where have you been? Um, our attention span is so short that uh, we're willing to invest our time and our energy in to our work into growing a business into our hobbies, hobbies yeah. into sports. Um, and there's so many things and, 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 you know, just the way it is like men want to turn it off. You know, if, if somebody has got a hard job five days a week, mm-hmm. they're looking at those two days and they're like, do I really want to give up my a whole nother day uh, Sunday morning? half a day, sometimes even longer than that to go and do something that I don't really feel connected to. It's, it's great for my wife. I want my wife and my kids to go, but it's not really for me. I think that's sort of the, and so, and I, I a hundred percent agree with you, especially I, I don't think, I think that you have a better perspective on this that you've been a, you've been a full-time minister for a little over a year yeah right I'm going on year 12 yeah 13, like since really out of college yeah my my most steady job yeah career has been working for a church but for me to say that like my best friends go to church right go to my church um because I had that connection mm and that doesn't mean I'm best friends with everyone ever got our church, but I have that handful. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that, and that's what I'm talking about. And, and not all those guys are in my small group. Right. Like we have a small group, but, but I have guys in my small group that I have that accountability with and right. that I enjoy being around and that I look forward to. But there's also guys at our church that are different life stages than me yeah. that are older than me, that are younger than me, that I look forward to. Hey, and then I know that if I'm not there, well, one, I'll lose my job. But <laughs> if that wasn't the case, I would still get those texts and those phone calls being right. like, hey, man, we missed you. Now, I know in the middle, again, COVID times, it's hard to press people being like, why aren't you here? Well, maybe they're not comfortable coming back yet. Yeah. There's all that stuff. But so let's take this pre-COVID deal of just thinking about needing those men. When, when I when I did a little bit of research on this, of looking at when men started bowing out, and probably right, like the nineties, eighties, yeah. it turned off. It, it kind of turned away. One of the things I was, you know that I was reading is church didn't challenge them. Mm. 
Sunday morning wasn't a challenge. Not that, well, and I'll say that, I think it should be a challenge. I think it should be a challenge for every person. Yeah. Um, it's easy to walk in the door, but I think if you're a Christ follower, yeah, every Sunday morning should be a challenge to you in a, in a time to reevaluate your life yeah. and that time of communion to yeah. reevaluate your life. Of, yeah. God, God's word is a high bar. Uh, every time we read it, <laughs> yeah. you know, it exposes, uh, areas of our lives that we need to need to work on. We need to let God into and work on us, you know? Absolutely. And when I think it became less challenging mm. and became more emotional. Okay. This is, this is one of the, one of the points that I, had is is that it became more of this emotional feeling right are you in tuned are you feeling it and you see people maybe crying mm-hmm. and in this and you're like and and as men just the way it is not all men are like this a lot of men are emotional and that's great yeah um but i think a lot of guys are like well no i wasn't raised that i can show this emotion yeah and, and i can break down mm-hmm. and i can go to someone and talk and then another thing that really struck me interesting was how worship changed, mm-hmm. how music changed yeah. and away from these hymns and more to this newer nineties, two thousands is more contemporary. It became more of this, like Jesus, my boyfriend, I mm. love yeah, yeah, yeah. you're my all I mm-hmm. cry out. I need, and it's, singing these love songs, which are beautiful and love those songs, but yeah. it became this like, Oh, I should I have that relationship. That's not, um, that's not drawing me in awkward singing those songs. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have that, mm-hmm. but I could see it though. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying all of our songs should be like warrior chants. <laughs> It'd be cool if some of them were, though. Right. <laughs> right? Um, but, yeah, so what do you think on that masculinity? So they're not finding a a a place to feel masculine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this sounds weird, like every man fits in this box. And I don't want you to – I don't want you, Chris, and I don't want you <laughs> listeners to hear me of, like, if you're a man, then you better – cut wood and you better yeah. chop wood and you better work on trucks and you better yeah. no no right we're all made different mm-hmm. but it seems to be that there is this moving away from masculinity yeah. now if we need you to go do yard work <laughs> all right i'll go help yeah hey you know we I'll need some guys sweat. to build yeah. a set for vbs i'll go build a set for vbs but i'm not gonna be pouring the juice i'm not gonna be you know dressing up like no one doing that i'm gonna be doing the hard lifting yeah yeah, I don't think we can have this conversation without talking about the perception of the Sunday morning experience. Um, Which is really, yeah. And, and you know, that's just the easiest way that's, that I can say that. That is like, kind of like the starting point. Right. Which most people... We're talking about baseline. We're talking about how being people there on morning. experience a Sunday morning. And I don't think that we can take an honest look at what we do at our church or kind of corporate what yeah. most churches do without um, acknowledging um, some of the femininity of the Sunday morning experience. And it's exactly what you said. Um, and some of this I think is justified and then the other is is not. I think um, I'm an emotional guy. I'm cool 
you know, showing my emotions. I connect in worship that way, mm-hmm. sometimes in a public setting, but much more often in the private setting. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll shed a tear and I, I'm good with it and I feel good about it. But lots and lots and lots and lots of guys don't connect in that way um, for a variety of reasons. There could be some uh, trauma in their lives. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, there could be some uh, emotional issues that um, are put up a barrier from them being able to express themselves freely in that way. And I think the, the problem becomes when we make a success, when we, when we, when we place um, expectation on, on your relationship with God to how well you can express that through oh, emotion. Yeah. Right. Um, if, if yeah. I, if I don't have tears in my eyes, are you really into it? Am I really into it? Right. <laughs> and so I think that some of that has bled into the corporate worship environment and that's misplaced. I think that that is a beautiful expression of the spirit moving and working, but it's not a marker of your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. How you feel in any given moment doesn't change how God feels about you. Mm-hmm. Preach. Right. Yeah, and yeah. so, is there is is there a place for that? Absolutely, I love it. That you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you've been to some of our yeah. alternative kind of worship yeah, yeah. services, and it's very um, deeply emotional. Yeah, and there's a place for that, but there's also a place for uh, Psalm Psalm ninety five. You know, I'll just pull that up real quick. Psalm ninety five one and two, it says, "Come, let us shout joyfully to the Lord. Shout triumphantly." to the rock of our salvation. Let's enter his presence with thanksgiving and let's shout triumphantly to him in song. You know, there's a, there is this element of masculinity um, and, and this shouting and, uh, and victory and, and lots of things that, that, you know, sort of the baseline male heart can connect to um, that, it's super easy for us to weave back into this. It doesn't always have to be um, a breakdown. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, yeah. It, when you read that, I thought about, what's that? I'm going to get this totally wrong and get a lot of emails, and you're going to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the rugby, is it New Zealand, like the haka? Yeah, the haka. Right? Of them like, kamate, kamate, kora. You would know that, right? And then, chanting and they're spitting and their tongue out and they're yeah. this look and it's like when I when I when I read that Psalm 95 yeah my a, like monkey brain goes to that I'm it's like, a chest beating I'm like yes yeah right um and is there a place for that yeah in corporate worship and I know that it is hard in a room of 50 people 500 people a thousand people whatever's at your church uh-huh like you got to hit the 95 year old grandmother right. and then you got to hit the 15 year old boy who's like, let's go break stuff. Yeah. Right. And the, everyone in between. So it's, it's hard to kind of, so we've, I don't want to say vanilla, but we've you smoothed have to, the edges around a lot of things to common make it denominator. Yeah. Yes. Just to make it palatable for everybody mm-hmm. and, and to fit that. And that has turned into this, 
maybe more sensitive mm. type moment. And for some people, that's the only time they get that. Right. And I think for a lot of guys, if they're searching for more, they're going outside to get that. Right. They're going somewhere else. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I read was like, uh, Boy Scouts got really big. Mm hmm. And that was a way to like, hey, we can put in some of this Christian deal, but we can be outside and yeah. we can do these things. Um, and, and there's room for, um, there there's room for those small groups in those areas yeah. where men can feel that and do that. But I think there needs to be room for that a little bit at church, which which yeah. is why I think like a men's ministry mm. would get them connected. Right. Um, yeah, man. That's that's that's. I mean, we've said this before, like if, if the, if the total of your involvement with a church body is the 90 minutes on a Sunday morning, you're not getting the full, you're missing out. The, the Sunday morning experience is the gateway drug to Christian <laughs> community. Yeah. That's where, that's where you, you taste, you get these little tastes of what life in Christ is like. And then you have opportunities to fellowship and, and build community with, with people. And that's, that's why men's ministry is important to me. It's because we have to have a space where we can be together as men and focus in on, on, on our hearts and express ourselves in a way um, that builds that community. But also we're not having to worry about the 95 year old grandmother in, in that worship environment. Mm -hmm. And we can tailor that to, the mm -hmm. audience, right? What you're getting on Sunday morning is something that's trying to create an environment where people can experience the presence of God. If you're going to do that for 300, 400, a thousand people, it's got to be pretty varied and it's got to be pretty safe. I would yeah, say. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you want to go deep, you've got to find these groups of people. And, and in, in my context and in, in, in what we're talking about in this podcast is, that's why I think men's ministry is important. And I think churches have missed the mark on focusing on that. Yeah. I think there has been, cause if you go back to the fifties and sixties and seventies, it, it, it probably wasn't 60, 40. Yeah. It was probably 50, 50 split. Like it yeah. was like that. This is what you do. Mm -hmm. You bring your family to church. Now yeah. we can't gauge on how, connected they were they made it just like hey i'm hey i'm here yeah right and so i think kind of the issue for us is uh, uh, uh butts in the seat on sunday morning mm. is not the ultimate gauge yeah on on someone's spiritual growth mm, yeah and and so i kind of like how and i think a lot of churches are moving towards this and have moved towards this is that's not a good uh, um, gauge on how someone is spiritually. Yeah, it's a good starting point. Hey, you're here. That's better when you weren't here. Yeah. But now let's continue this path on getting you plugged in mm -hmm. and um, trying to think outside the box and you know having those football nights and having those other things. You know, one thing that you know that our church does and has done is I know with like the ladies, there's a thing called the Supper Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Soup. Yeah, right. Where like during, like the week of the of the big game, they have a big like soup competition. Yeah, and they, I'm like, that's awesome. And then during Christmas time, they do like a wreath making. 
yeah. deal. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of dope. It's a place for girls, different you know, generations to get together, yeah. make this. And, and again, that's plugging them in. And guys are like, which I was in the boat. I was like, I want to make a reef. That sounds pretty <laughs> cool. Like, I also love soup. Like, yeah. how come I can't be invited? Let me get up in that soup. That's 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 one event that I was like, hey, you need to let let's integrate at least me in there because <laughs> I love soup. Um, but having those things and being um, smart and being intentional is mm. the word of how do we get guys plugged in? And, and and the one thing that I think our church does well with females is. I say our church, I think churches is we, we pull them into where their talents are and Mm -hmm. we can use them more at our church. Or it seems like we can, Hey, we need someone to decorate for our Christmas. We got a bunch of ladies that are like, I'm in. Yeah. Hey, we got baby showers and wedding showers. That's all females. Yeah. And they're going to take over that and they're going to surround that young mother and that new couple. And Hey, we're going to do this event. It's going to be all ladies. Um, they, they VBS is typically a lot of women that are doing some of the decorating and doing yeah. all this stuff. And we have time tapping into the talents that our men have other than, well, you're a CEO. So why don't you be over this committee? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are good at finance. you be over this. Yeah. But what, what else, how can we um, cultivate this place of, no, you have a talent for this. Yeah. Let's let you mentor mm. older and younger mm-hmm. into what you want. And how can we use this to serve God? Yeah. And it may not fit on a Sunday morning box. Right. But you know that my, hey, well, my purpose is I love to teach kids how to do working on their cars and changing tires. Well, let's start a ministry yeah. where you teach boys how to do this yeah. or whatever it may be that we can kind of tap in to whatever it is. I think it's one thing that our tech arts does. Our tech arts at our church is 100% male. Is it? I think it's 100% male. Now, yeah. we, we ask people, if you like technology and you like to work cameras and you want to be behind the scenes and do the soundboard and do these things, we want to help you learn how to do that. Yeah. And that has a lot of guys in it mm-hmm. that love that and yeah. find their purpose in that. I would like to get females into that because I yeah. think that they're really excited about that too. But other areas for us to find those talents yeah, and let's not put them to work, but let's get them plugged in and yeah. know that you have a purpose here Yeah, and let's use that yeah. talent. Yeah. You said a couple of good things there that I want to kind of bounce off of. One is, is the intergenerational component of this. Mm-hmm. Our church, like lots of churches, just by nature of trying to serve people well, things get, get boxed into these life stage so situations in in a lot of the the church work yeah and a, and a lot of studies that's called uh the silo effect there you go so you get put in your silo so our, our closed off our small groups are not not a hundred percent across the board but, but by and large are organized by life stage so if you're if you're a family with young kids you're probably going to be in a small group with other families with young kids they're all going to be your same age you're going to be going through the same stuff that's great I'm not, that is, I, that's something I want to encourage because you need to, in, in, you need to share life with people like that. And, and I love that our small group has gotten back together because yeah. I have men now that we meet on Sundays that are in the same life stage as me. You're right. And not that we can sit, this will sound bad, like we're sitting here and complaining, but 
but I know you what can they're relate. going through and we can relate yeah. and we can laugh and we can walk with each other. Hey, this is how I kind of work yep. through this. That's a, that's a very healthy part too. For sure. I love it. Our Sunday morning, <laughs> our Sunday morning classes are organized by the same way. We, there, there's a class literally called families with young children. There's a, fa- there's, there's, fam- there was. there's families with elementary age kids. There's so on and so forth. What, men's ministry and what ladies ministry and what uh, interest-based ministries allow us to do is to group up intergenerationally because I need guys that are older than me, that Mm -hmm. are wiser than me, that can look at my life that I can be honest with Mm -hmm. and they can say, hey, that's stupid. Don't do it. (laughs) Or, yeah, man, you're on the right path. Keep it going. Um, Or, hey, don't do this. I did it and it was dumb. Exactly. I think that's, that is one of the core fundamentals of church and absent of men's ministry, absent women's ministry, absent serving together in diverse ways. You don't get that because we group up with people who are very similar to us. Because it's easy. It's way easy. To and put it's, it in yeah. that pocket. It's, it's a more streamlined. Yep. If you're a guest on Sunday morning, Hey, I, you didn't walk in with kids. You all seem to be about 20 years old. We have a young professionals class. Yeah, we just shuffle you right we on. We just put yeah. you where you should go. Yeah. I, I would love that. This is a side note. Uh, I know that a lot of listeners, and we're talking a lot about our church, but that's yeah. our context. Yeah. Well, that, I don't think our church is unique in a lot of these things we're talking about either. I don't either. think so either. So sorry if you listen to this and you don't go to our church. But if you don't, I would love to hear, how does your small groups do that? Yeah. How is your small You can email us, thebibleoffoons at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, you can literally go on our homewoodchurch.org and find our email addresses. I'm Justin. And, <laughs> and I'm Chris. Chris. Yeah. <laughs> and you can find your email addresses. But we would love to know, like, hey, our church does this very well. Because um, we're, we're always looking to yeah. make things better. But, mm. I, but, but I think that's a big thing is making it intergenerational mm-hmm. for a purpose. And I think when... For for me and I think for a lot of guys, when they know that they have that purpose, now the purpose should be I'm here for my family. Yeah. And I'm a spiritual leader for my family. Right. So I want to do the best I can at church and raising them and raising myself and doing that. I, that should be enough. Yeah. But for a lot of people they need something more. Well, I think <laughs> I don't wanna I don't wanna go too far here, but I think what you just said may not be the common understanding of of no, of I mean, the Christian that, man. That was a big assumption in 2021. I think that that is true, um, but I think that what, what we see working in ministry and trying to minister to families is that uh, there's not a strong male Christian leader in all of our homes. I don't want to say most of our homes, but I might say that. <laughs> yeah. I think we have lots of really, really strong mamas who are saying, this is what we're doing. And dad's along for the ride. And I'm not saying that we got to get, we got to get dads on board so they can step up and take over mama's role. No, our families need two strong, committed, connected, caring parents that are working side by side together that their kids see serving, that their kids see praying together, that their kids know that they've got two parents who are committed to the Jesus way. Um, and absent of that, I think that that can create a lot of confusion 
and a lot of tension in the home. But it's all. But I think in the in a weird way, it's become the norm. Yeah, I, absolutely, and and I. And I wonder why dads do that. And again, you know, we're talking about why males aren't in church as as much. And we just take it from the context of being fathers, yeah. Um, and thinking about families. And I think for a while, kids won't notice that. Yeah. Now I don't know what age. Mine's four years old. I, and again, a different context. My kids only know me to be at church. Like, that's where they. Like <laughs> that's think, where you go. That's where I work. That's where yeah. I go to church. That's my office. Like I live there. Like, yeah, that's just kind of like, Oh no, dad's always going to be at church. Yeah. But for a normal family, not a clergy family of, I, I wonder, and I should know this cause I'm a student minister, but at what age? So like, I bet your son, Charlie would at nine would notice. Yeah. Hey, dad's just, coasting by yeah he's he's not he's not putting in his part mm. now when they're one two three four five maybe they might be like oh yeah dad's always there yeah but they don't see the work and they're going in right and you know and doing those things and so you can do that for years you can do that for five six years and just be like ah we're just here yeah but they need to see that no 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 dad's putting his time too mm. mama's putting his time and it's not a punch clock guys it's not a Okay, I did it. Check mark. But no, dad is dedicated to this family and leading this family, and he's dedicated to his church because it's God's church, and he finds a purpose there. Mama finds a purpose there, yeah. and the kids find a purpose there. Yeah, um, and it just trickles down. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, what this conversation kind of boils down to is, you know, if 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 people don't. You're, 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 you're casting your mind back to the fifties and the sixties. And that was a very dutiful generation. Mm. They were going to be at church. Most of their community was in church. It was the norm to go to church. But then this generation, um, after that, they're not, they're not that same way. They don't feel that duty. And so if there's nothing drawing them to church, if there's nothing making them feel engaged and connected when they're there, they're not going to go out of mm-hmm. a sense of duty. And so this model um, where um, we just expect people to be there because that's what they're supposed to do is clearly not working. And I think a lot of churches are stuck in let's do what we did in the seventies. Right. Because we were packed house. Right. And things are different. Things are very, every, and everything's different. <laughs> every single thing. And, and this is not a, well, we need to be more attractional. Mm-mm. So let's, you know, let's bring in, you know, like Tim Tebow every week to speak. <laughs> should be dope. Yeah. But, um, but maybe some of those things, I know, uh, um, a few churches down in Montgomery, I know some in Tuscaloosa and stuff like that do have a good men's ministry because mm-hmm. they have said like, no, we need to be focused on men and and we're going to bring in these NFL stars to kind of yeah. do this. And regardless if it is being attractional, it's doing something to getting guys engaged yeah. in to being like, Hey, and then hopefully that event drives them a little bit deeper. Yeah. 
and then the next one a little bit deeper and then they find their self and they find their passion there. Yeah. And then in those events teaching men, yeah, no, your, your place, your purpose is for you and your wife or for you and your kids that you yes. walk with them, that you lead them. Um, you know, one thing in, in my role, uh, as the student minister, also as the faith at home family kind of ministry type deal that we do at our church. One thing that I teach our new parents in our baby dedication class, and I think I may have said this last time I preached, but this idea of your spiritual ceiling is your kid's spiritual ceiling yeah. right now. Right? And so... Say that again. So your spiritual ceiling, mine, Justin Peach, my spiritual ceiling um, and how... or 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 how deep my roots, whichever direction you want to go, you want to go up, you want to go down. My spiritual ceiling is, is as high as my kids are right now. And that that's, I could be wrong about this, but I, I view that as a, 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 a weakest link idea. Yes, so yes, if you're yes, a guy yes, out there yes, and yes. you're thinking, Man, I'm, well, I, I'm not strong, but my wife is super spiritual. So my kids are going to be fine. No, your kids ceiling is your ceiling. Yes. So I want my wife's ceiling and I want my ceiling to be as high as possible. Right. And, um, and again, two, three years old, that's it. But at some point I want my kid's spiritual ceiling to blow past mine. Yeah. But right now their ceiling is my ceiling. Right. And so that means that I have a duty, I have a job, I have a focus on, um, how deep can I get with Christ? How focused can I get to serving him, serving the church, serving my family that I raise my kids with mine as well. Yeah. And so they have a high spiritual ceiling. Mm. So they love God and they see it. Yeah. They need role models. Mm. Kids need role models. People need role models. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I need role models. Right. I need to see this in church. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, the people that I'm drawn to are men at our church right? that I look up to, that I call, that I text, that I'm like, Hey, I need help in this. Yeah. Um, because I have seen them continually try to raise theirs as well. Right. And that gives them purpose yeah. and that gives me purpose as well. Yeah. Man, all, all this works together. You mentioned, you know, like attraction and like being attractional. I mean, like we have to do things in a way that causes people to be interested in, in what's going on with our church. Uh, um, Jesus was attractional. Absolutely. The problem with, um, being attractional is it, it's not sustaining. It's not sustainable. Like it's you, you, it's not life giving. You get people, uh, excited and engaged and em- emotional through these big experiences, but they have to be developing those deeper roots and those deeper relationships that are actually going to carry them through in their everyday life. Unless you got plans to bring in Tim Tebow every Sunday, bring in elevation worship every Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, the gospel is attractional or it's repulsive. I think the Bible tells us that it either, it either either pricks your heart and, and you know, the spirit causes you to change your life or, you think it's the dumbest thing you've ever heard and you, you walk away from it, but, uh, you know, attraction is definitely a part of it. Um, but there's, there's more and there's more and that community and that, 
uh, that mentorship, that discipleship um, is, is how those roots grow deeper. We talk about this in the student ministry some, um, and even, even when I go to conferences, they try to teach on this and talk about this and you have these big events. Mm -hmm. So a lot of student ministry gets and youth ministry gets, um, cast in this light of you're just big and attractional. You're going to have the lights and you're going to have the fun games and you're going to do these crazy things. And, and, and what they try to teach us and what we try to learn is that's great. Yeah. But the next Sunday, yeah. the next Wednesday, the next gathering, you can't, you can't always have a $10,000 budget for one event. Like yeah. they do at these big, huge conferences. Yeah. It's like, but you want to get them in the door and then you want to teach them and you want to walk with them and then show them that there's more yeah. with it. And so you have to be somewhat attractional with that, man. I, I was just thinking of something while you were, while you man, were talking okay. like youth ministry, student ministry is an awesome model and it's what we should be doing in every area of the church. But we think we'll do it for our kids. We'll do it for our teens. But then when you're adult, you're on your own. What you do when you, when you have these game nights or you have a cookout or you Mm -hmm. have a lock-in or you go to a conference, it's creating an environment where, yeah, there's stuff going on and people are having fun, but what's the real magic? What really happens in those things? They Teens connect connect with each other mm-hmm. and they develop these deep, deep relationships. And I know that some of your kids, like when they graduate and they go off to college, they stay in touch with mm-hmm. one another. Like that's what the church should be doing yeah. in every area. Like, yeah, we're going to have a bring your own steak night, but that's fun and it'll get guys to come out. It's not about the steak. <laughs> it's about talking. What happens on the table and what happens around the grill and what happens. And we do that with our yeah. kids ministry and mm-hmm. we do that with our student ministry. And then when, when, when you graduate high school, we're like, go find your friends at the golf course or go find your friends at the gym or whatever. And mm-hmm. church, is, church is something else. Church is serious. Yeah, it's and, study. And, and we've gotten some flack, uh, one, at our church, and two, just in youth ministry in general, of we build this high-energy ramp up, and then literally when they graduate, we have our college students that will say, can, can I come to your class on Wednesday yeah. night? <laughs> can I come to your stuff on Sunday night? Because the young professional class isn't like this. It's different. It, yeah. it's, it's not this high-energy, and we try to do this balance. Our... our uh, um, again, sorry, this is just a lot of talk about Homewood in our church, but, um, since I've been there, we've kind of had this model of love, connect, serve. Mm-hmm. A lot of churches have different words that meet that, but loving God through worship, mm-hmm. uh, connecting with one another and serving with, you know, with one another. And in all of our events, I will basically write an L, a C or an S and make sure that they're balanced. And a lot of times you're going to connect. But the big thing is, is that connecting is basically at every single event. Right. Uh, when you serve, you know, you connect hard when you serve with people. You, you, when you, you want do, a mission trip, yeah. that group of people, and you have people like, hey, we kind of know each other, but now we're on this group in Honduras together for 10 days. Yeah. You get closer to one another. Yeah. And now you have the 75 year old man talking to the 12 year old being like, Hey, remember we built that house together? Hey, you did really good at that. And yeah. they have that connection with one another um, and serving and then spiritual and all those things. Um, we, we try to focus on that 
And I think a lot of times on if, if, if you were just there on a Sunday morning, it gets to how are you singing? Are you praying? Did you give money? Did you take communion? Did you listen? Peace out. Yeah. And it has to be something deeper. And, and again, churches are working hard at this. Every church, I, I think, wants to do this well. But it does take some ownership mm-hmm. on the males to say, I'm going to put myself out there. Yeah. And, that, and, and I think that's one of the, that's one of the hard reasons. Yeah. Um, one of the big reasons and the, what's hard for men is, no, I want to find that connection. Yeah. I'm going to put in the extra effort. It, it's on them, but it's on us too. Oh yes. I, yeah. I think, I think that a lot of times we approach whatever it is we're doing from the perspective of how can we get people involved how can we get people excited about whatever it is Mm -hmm. we're trying to do but i think that's the wrong message it's like man god put you here wherever you are out there (laughs) he put you there right now and it's because you are unique and you have a unique skill set and you have a unique perspective and insight on life that's needed where you are. And here's the catch. Whatever you're supposed to be doing isn't going to get done if you don't do it, but you are not going to feel good about yourself until you find out what it is God made you to do. And you find a way to activate that in your life. We're not selling something like, I'm not here trying to say, man, we need, we need better men's ministry so the church can be healthier. No, like you're not going to be a happy, healthy person until you find this kind of community. At least that's what I believe. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. This is for you and the kingdom. It is more kingdom work. And and again, this is, yeah, this isn't to boost numbers. Yeah. This isn't to inflate this to be like, well, look how many men we got. No, we want men to grow spiritually. Right. And that happens by connecting mm-hmm. that happens by engaging that happens by finding your purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the absence of those things and the absence of uh, authenticity and, and something that's drawing people into that, you under you begin to understand why church is a cast off for guys and that they're willing to sacrifice you know, two hours at church to get to the golf course early or whatever, because yeah, yeah. it's it's not compelling to them. It 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 is. Yeah, it's not challenging to yeah. them. They don't see that as a mission field. I, I'm I'm actually, I mentioned earlier, I'm actually preaching this week. I'll give you a little snippet. You won't be here, but but you may watch on the oh, YouTube. I'm, wa- I'm gonna watch you. Um, preaching on the book of Philemon. I like that. Um. Country people say Philemon. I looked on a lot of things online and that's how they say it. <laughs> Instead of Philemon. Philemon. I bet that's actually right. It is. Philemon. That's why I'm saying it on Sunday. But what's interesting is um, Paul uses um, in the book of Philemon, he, he is, so he's writing this book. Um, and I'm sorry guys from Homewood, if you're listening to this tomorrow, you're going to get a little bit of my sermon a little bit early. But he uses the word... Um, for uh, Onesimus, uh-huh. who is the slave that runs away and then is sent back to Philemon and this. And Paul says, he was no longer useful for you or he, 
he was not useful for you, but now he is useful for me and for you because Paul converted him. Yeah. And, and, and I love that Paul uses this little wordplay because the name Onesimus means useful. Yeah. That's what that name means. But he wasn't useful until he found Christ. Until right. Until he found his, his identity in that. Mm. And then using now his talents to be useful. And so what, I'm, what I will challenge, what I'm going to challenge is, are, are you being useful? Mm. And just what you said is that you have a talent. God placed you in whatever city, whatever town, whatever family, church you're in to use what God has given you. you don't, it's, it's not this cookie cutter. You don't have to be X, Y, and Z. God yeah. made you unique, but he made you to be useful for the kingdom. Right. So whatever your talent is, go to your church and say, I want to be useful in my talent for this church and for the and for the kingdom more importantly. Right. So how can I be that for this? You may have to start your own ministry. You right. may have to go out there, make it interesting, make it um, uh, um, where where you feel challenged by this. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we are we are motivated by a challenge. Ooh, I can fix this. I can do this. Yeah. Maybe that's you starting a new ministry at your church and whatever talent you are, but be useful for the kingdom in your house, at your church, and for more importantly, for the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Big light bulb moment for me in my own life was when I figured out uh, because of the right people at the right time, you know, inviting me into things that the unique things about me and the talents and the professional experience that I had could be used for ministry. I thought ministry was preaching, singing, <laughs> uh, door knocking. Like yeah. I had a very narrow view. You, whatever it is you do, we can put it to use for God in the kingdom. Hear that again. Yeah. Whatever it is you do, we can find a way to glorify God in the context of your church, in your community. And that's going to make you feel this sense of purpose that you didn't even know you didn't have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, I've been blessed by this conversation. I didn't know where this was going to go. I, did it go anywhere? Yeah. Awesome. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, well, so my one charge is let's get more dudes in the church. Yeah. Committed. Let's get more ladies in the church. Let's get more ladies dedicated. Get all. But there, there, there is this imbalance of who is there. Yeah. Um, Mainly as well, I want my sons, I have three boys, I want them to grow up and see older men in the church learning and serving and loving God. That's not just me. I I, want to put people in their life where they're like, oh, I want to be like so-and-so. Oh, look what they're doing. I like this. Yeah, uh, um, the the whole uh, we were talking about how that generation and before mm-hmm, ours, mm-hmm. you know, just had this obligation and this duty to go to church, and how people in our generation don't feel that. You magnify that by a hundred for our kids; they're going to be even further disconnected from just this obligation. So, if we don't show them why this community is important, if we don't show them mm-hmm. why. Uh, being together with other people who believe in Jesus is important. They're not going to do it. So this is well, and this is a whole nother. Um, this is already a long podcast. Um, this is a whole nother deal, but it, it, it is, it is going to be tough 
this is also tough for everybody. But when we, but when we talk about our kids and you say there's, there's even going to be a bigger gap of yeah. this sense of duty and what that, um, it also boils down to what is your priorities? Right. And we don't, we don't need to get into all that. That's a whole other episode, but what is your priorities? And if you start teaching your kids that church is a Sunday morning hour and a half priority and not a lifetime priority mm. and not that we're going to be there because it's, it's not a consumer deal. It is a life giving deal for, yeah. for us to go deeper. That's why we're going to be there. Yeah. That's why we might miss a game mm-hmm. because this T-ball is important. Baseball is important. Soccer league's important. All that stuff's important. And you're going to find connection, but we want you to find your connection here as well. Right. And, um, and again, I think that is lost in a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's going to continue yeah, to grow that gap unless there is a shift. And I think the shift's going to happen with us. It's yeah. going to happen with guys saying, no, we're going to do this. Yep. Um, that's a whole nother. We, we will, we will save that for episode 47, <laughs> whatever it may be. Cause we haven't planned out that far. We do. Mm. Mm. Maybe, maybe after our retreat, we're trying to work on a retreat. It's going to happen on a bubble buffoons camp out where we, we can't be making no more promises though. We keep letting <sighs> people down. Well, I, if, if, even if we don't do work, can we go on a camp out <laughs> and take the kids on a camp out? Um, well, Hey guys, we have enjoyed this. Sorry. It's a day late, but hopefully you're blessed by this. Um, and again, if you are, if you go to a different church and different area, different town, whatever it may be, different country. And you're like, Hey, I think we do this well. We want to hear about it. I want to hear about it. Yeah, I want to definitely. celebrate that mm-hmm. and what you guys are doing, doing well. Um, well hey, have, have a happy Friday. Yes. Have a great weekend. Mm-hmm. Be safe. Uh, make sure to go on Apple iTunes and um, rate us, review us, give us a review. And there's a subscribe button. We, smash we it. We want you to smash that. Smash that subscribe button. Um, you can also go on Instagram and on Twitter and say what's up mm-hmm. and email us at thebiblebuffoons at gmail.com. We'd love to chat with you. Indeed. And say, hey, well, have a good morning, afternoon, and good night. Take care, guys. Bye.